Hi, I'm Bob Davenport, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with my man, Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I am your host, Andras Jones, and every show we ask eight questions, and those questions are answered by the songs, which we call the Oracle Fodder, which are performed by our musical guest. And today's musical guest is here, not in Starburn Studios, but in the complex, in the Hammond Studio at the Complex Theater complex, I guess, uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood, coming down all the way from the Bay Area, the band Mirna. Mirna? Yeah. Mirna? Is Mir- the two Mir- A's at the end, does that get more of a Mir- ah? Mirna, Mima, Mirna. We, we keep it pretty soft. Uh, yeah. Mirna. Uh, Mirna. But it's Mirna. been spelled so many ways. Mirna. Be- beautiful in their own uh, well, welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Mirna. And uh, I just realized only uh, only three of you have microphones, but uh, I'll, uh, in- why don't we introduce the band? Oh, yeah. Well, you are Carly Bond. This is me. Talking right now. Is I. And you write you write uh, the, the song, the lyrics and yeah. the and songs, songs to the songs and structure. Got it. Bones. You write bone, the songs bone bearer. that make the Mirna sing. Bone bearer. Yes. Flesh makers. And who are we with? Uh, slapping some fake ivories is Mr. Rob Shelton. Rob Shelton? Blue-eyed angel. Real good guy. Good heart. Good good hands for uh, playing instruments and being an engineer. Really good guy. And slapping some skins. Soft and sweet is a old <laughs> Andrew McGuire. Andrew McGuire, yeah. who has a microphone, he does have his own microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so you are here to perform the Oracle Fodder for our musical divinations. Now, the last question of the show, as is always the case, comes from the songwriter. But in this case, the last two questions of the show are going to come from members of the band from you Carly the very last question and then Andrew is going to ask the penultimate question we think unless someone shows up and and that that happened at the the show we did when we had this band Feisty Heart at the last minute John Doe from the band X was available <laughs> and so it's possible some some someone might show up and then we'll you know Andrew might forego his question <laughs> As soon as we start recording, everyone wants to talk to me. Nobody wants to talk to me until we're doing Radio 8 Ball. Well, that's going in my pocket where it can give me butt cancer. Okay, so... um, Yikes. 
So anyway, I have two questions set aside here. You can hear them. Everyone loves the sound of rust- one of the fans of Rustling Paper. Love this show. And uh, and so now we have the eight songs that are the answers to the questions. We have a list of eight songs here. And if you wouldn't mind playing a little bit of, I don't know, just something, you know, something musical for me to read the, the songs over. Song number one. Good luck. Song number two. Dunes. Song number three. Ridges. Song number four, Wells. Song number five, Too Soon. Song number six, Red Wood. Song number seven, Wildest Eyes. And song number eight, Black Diamond Mine. And those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divination chosen randomly, either with the Wheel of Eight, the Radio Eight cards, or with the Radio Eight coin. All officially branded. And thoroughly synchronistic and color-coded. Wonderfully black and white. Everyone, aren't you, don't you like my wheel? Yeah. Uh, yeah everyone loves cool. the wheel. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm going to get down to my question. Uh, so... People who listen, who have been following along, uh, we I tape these all of the shows that come out over the month in one week, and uh, and we're uh, as I mentioned, we're in between our studios and networks. We're in this liminal space between one thing that we were part of, Feral Audio, and another thing which we don't know what we're going to be a part of. And uh, by the time this comes out, maybe we will. And I asked about a, a question about that on the last episode we d- did with Marvin Etzioni. And, uh, and that, was, that was good. It was a really exciting, fun episode, very deep and very profound. And then uh, there was an odd synchronicity for me. Uh, I don't know if you know I'm a musician and a songwriter as well. Mirna, I know some of the audience knows, but you know, fellow musicians. Um, and I was invited to play a show. Now, I'm playing a show with all of you, in fact. Uh, I'm opening. I'm actually going to be opening for you at a show we're putting on tomorrow night at the Cinema Bar in Culver <laughs> City with uh, Bart Davenport, who introduced us, and Colleen Green, and Cooper Walker, and Bloody Death Skull is going to show up and play a couple songs, and Dan Clark, who sang uh, Wasted Life on the Tom Petty, Tom Petty tribute we did. It's going to be there. Lots of fun people. And by the time you're listening to it, it's going to be over. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it was great, I'm sure. And, uh, and, and I, I don't play music much anymore. I still play it all the time in my home. And so I still very much relate to life as being someone who is a musician. But uh, my love of music has, uh, or my love of playing it and doing it has led me more towards First of all, avoiding places where audiences are because audiences drive me crazy a little bit there. I love listeners, <laughs> but I don't love audiences. I think listeners are potentially really wonderful. I, I, I consider myself a listener, but when I'm in an audience, I feel like I'm part of a big dumb beast. And I generally, when I'm part of an audience, I, I often resent being in it. And when I'm performing for an audience, I sometimes, you know, it's, it makes me a very bad performer. I, I, I resent that I, you know, especially when they talk, it's like I don't mind if they're quietly 
being a, an audience, but when they're loudly being an audience, it's just heartbreaking. And so I stopped performing. For, for you know, I don't really do that. And now this is great. I'm going to be performing at eight o'clock in a venue in Culver City. It'll be you know the only people there will be other musicians. So and musicians are fun to play for. Hmm. Uh, so I, I like that. Um, but. Uh, then, I, but then I was invited by Mark Platt, who was on our show, and you don't know all these these people. But people who have listened to the show up till this this point know that he invited me to come out and play a show last night, and that was so. Now I'm playing two shows in one week in in uh, in Holly in L.A., and that is where I was where I played the most when I was young, when I was younger and doing it. And so there's uh, it's odd, it's an odd experience because. I am still as creatively ambitious as I ever was, but I am, like, I it, it wouldn't like I said. I'm. It's not even a lack of ambition. It's a or an ambivalence. I am. I am just viscerally hostile towards the idea of, again, the tyranny of the audience. <laughs> uh, I don't care what an audience like. If they don't want to be there, they can leave. That's how I care. I feel like it should be a consensual relationship. If you agree to be there, then you agree to be quiet because it's like going to you wouldn't go to a, a museum and like blow smoke machines in front of the like vi- mess up the visual the sight line between what people are supposed to see you wouldn't go to a you know it could it, be sick it's <laughs> I mean you you could but it would if you were mess they would kick you out if you were messing with people's experience but I feel but it's generally accepted that people will that you, so if you go to a bar where people are playing music that you just can especially if you pay to get in I understand if it's free and you just happen to be there I get that but if you pay to get in someplace and other people paid to get in there and then you talk during the thing like that just should not be tolerated I'm not saying that it should be like those that te- that teacher just got pulled out of that PTA thing and you see this thing on no. line this teacher who was complaining about uh, the the superintendents getting a raise while the teachers were getting their pay cuts, and the uh, and she got hauled out of the room by a cop. Like what? I don't feel like <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, it'll make you so angry to look at this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know, so I'm not saying that audience members who talk should be treated like that. I'm not calling for you know fascistic police state. You know the wall style treatment of audiences. I'm just saying that there should be some courtesy. And this is the conversation I always want to have right before I play but it would be really bad but I have a podcast so I can have this conversation with the audience who I assume are all listening by themselves so more likely to be individual listeners as opposed to a big dumb mass that goes while you're trying to play music I think it's really unfortunately only limited to like like music venues or like rock, you know, like the larger, big, broad rock and pop world, because like there's so many musical performances in jazz clubs, uh, in theaters and symphonies, like blah, 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 all of these other performances where people are used to being quiet. So it is mm-hmm. unfortunately limited to like <laughs> bands and songwriters. So basically it's only for like some people, some music deserves silence and some just gets a little, just gets extra crowd walla, like it's just the constantly the beginning of Sergeant Pepper's. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Andrew. Um, so I guess uh, you know, the, I had a different question, but like I said, this all happened last night, and I guess uh, the the question I'm left with is, um, 
because I've been at, then so the place I played last night, they invited me to come and play there again. So now it's like getting in, it's getting on this wheel of like, oh, that's fun. That's fun. It's exciting to get on stage. I love pushing air. It's like the best feeling of just like you get up to a mic and just, you can move the air molecules and it's exciting. And I guess, yeah, I guess I, I encouraged Andrew, I was saying, I, I, and we, we got into it on our last episode that I encourage selfish questions. So I will ask a selfish question, which is, I guess, and it's, it goes to kind of what you're saying, Andrew, is like, can I make the demands of the people who are in attendance when I play music that you, that would be asked in a jazz or a classical venue of just like the basic courtesy of just no crowd walla, no, if you want to talk, you can go in another room, but it can, is what, is it okay? Should I, I guess, is it okay? Yeah, I guess it is. That's, is it okay for me to have that kind of boundary conversation with my audience and, uh, and will I get away with it? And so now to engage the Pop Oracle on that matter, I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 we love eight. And it is song number three, Ridges. It was a gift from the hills. I doted on the rich, my pockets full of dandelions. Don't tell me you lost it Don't tell me you lost it
Ridges, the answer to my question, uh, if I, should I, I guess I was basically asking to see if I should feel empowered to have an intense boundary conversation with audiences if I'm going to play music for them. Uh, and uh, God, what? It, who asks a question like that? What kind of person <laughs> asks a question like that? <laughs> I listen to this and I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? Uh, well, I am Andras fucking Jones. See, that's what I say inside of my head when I say, who, who do you think you are? Anyway, that was oh. the answer to my question, uh, written by Carly Bond of Mirna. And Carly, why don't you tell me, can hey. you tell me a little bit about the background of that song? I saw some well, pretty heck. potent answers in there. Yeah, me too. Uh, oh, cool. I, I'd love to hear what your, your thoughts are as well. Oh, heck. So, uh. Get on that mic and tell me tell tell me about this song, Carly. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I just wrote it as a kind of ode to balance in nature, mostly. But you can apply it anywhere you want. An ode to um, balance in nature. I like it. Yeah, and just like, um, I don't know. What else? <laughs> well, uh, was there a particular? I'm just curious. Was like, was there a particular part of nature that you were experiencing that inspired it, or was there? Yeah, you don't have to like go into like everything, but just oh, some yeah, little yeah, touchstone yeah. that uh, in the I creative process. Just mostly, if I remember feeling like really frustrated or um, upset or out of whack 
just like being able to go and be away from people is really um, comforting in a way mm-hmm. that you need. Um, and it's like an attention from nature that you don't get enough of and you don't give enough of to. That makes sense. It's very, that's very reflective of my, <laughs> where my question was coming from, that sense of frustration and mm-hmm. a lack of balance and not, you know, like that's mm-hmm. where the, you know, that's what boundary conversations are about is like finding that equilibrium that, that works, right? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, there were some lines that really particularly jumped out at me. Um, wh- why ridges? What were the ridges that... Are there particular, was there a particular ridge? Uh, there's a couple of different places in there, but I, I was in Scotland with Rob a couple of summers ago, and we were um, hiking at like 9 o'clock at night, and it was still light out, and I just remember being up there and like being like really grateful for that moment and to like come back to it when I really needed it. You said this was in Scotland? Mm-hmm. The, on the, like the, in Edinburgh? Uh, no, we drove, we were, actually we were in Edinburgh, but we drove across the country to, where were we, where did we go? Remember those? North, north of Scotland. Like, or the north. Northwest. Northwest. Northwest, Northwest, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, but also a lot of that is. We might have some Scottish listeners that might go, you might, they might know these ridges. This is, the internet is, you know, it's a world wide web. Yeah. The world. But also a lot of that is just from feeling centered from just going into nature, especially in like Westmer and where it's close to us and where I'm from and um, just kind of like checking in because when you do that, then you're not as affected by other people. Right. Because um, nothing matters. Yeah. Well, the the lines that jumped out to me were uh, that, uh, particularly at the end, there was there was a lot in there, but at the end when it says, burn the wick, fill the cup, point the blade, blade and ask for love, that is like, like I think of burning the wick as like, uh, sort of like asking a selfish question, you know, like, like just put it out there and fill the cup, you know, take get what you need nourish yourself point the blade is about you know it's like you know it's pretty uh it's a potent image but the idea is just sort of like this is my boundary like this is my point where Mm -hmm. that's it that's the the stopping point and then ask for love um which could be seen in a lot of ways i mean if you're demanding it at gun at at knife point that's not necessarily (laughs) ideal but in the context of like how i phrased it of having a boundary conversation and that's where the second part really gets me Oh, when I go under how you pull me out. And that's what made me think of, oh, yeah, but it's the music, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the reason for wanting to have that is because music exists in silence. And when music is, when the music is allowed, is allowed to happen, like it just happened with you here, it does stop all of the dumb conversations. And, <clears throat> and it should be a leveler in and of itself. Um, and perhaps there's like I've definitely uh, I remember times performing when it also feels really great to silence an audience just based upon what you're playing for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most 
that's the best feeling. It's like when someone who doesn't like you all of a sudden smiles at you and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I, yeah, I, I, think, won you, I won you over. And that's a, that's a nice feeling. I think that's definitely the most effective way to kind of get through that is that you are there to play for people, but actually it's more of a, like a healing tool for yourself and to kind of put that boundary up between those feelings you have of like anger because people aren't listening to you. It's not, it's it could not be, like, it's not even, I could be, it could be at anyone's show. If I'm in a place where there's music and people are just like, I'm like, oh, why are you like even actually I get angrier then because I don't have to like, I'm just like, how dare, like, you know how it is when you, someone's doing something to someone else that you don't want done to you and the way that you can get more, like all of your anger about the things that might, that might bug you that you have to be like, oh, it's cool. I can take it. <laughs> and then you see him doing it to someone else and you're like, no. <laughs> That's I just you made just it, walk away to the another ex- part of the room, <laughs> <laughs> and just let them continue. Just let, oh, you're but uh, no, no, you're uh, you're 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 probably much much more mature about this than me. But well, the thing is, you're also you're you're still in the, you're still very much in in the flower of your professional creative lives, and I'm <laughs> I'm just an old dude hosting a podcast with what? musicians. I like I, no, hey, nothing wrong, <laughs> nothing wrong with being you know with. I'm moving into my <laughs> elderhood soon. Nothing wrong with that. I'm, oh, my plan is to be the youngest elder. Yeah, as soon the as I'm 50, elder. I'm like, I'm an elder. <laughs> That's it. Everyone's going to treat me like one. Anyway, uh, I, think, uh, I think that was a pretty, uh, pretty potent and yet subtle reading. And I think that's probably appropriate for this band that we're going to be getting to know over the course of this episode. And we have some fun and exciting guests who are going to be joining us either by phone or in person to ask their questions and engage the pop oracle and i for one i'm looking forward to getting to know mirna better so thanks for coming down from san francisco from oakland sorry same same thing no no it's not <laughs> no, no it's, it's not. not it's not at all <laughs> thanks for coming down from oakland to do this yeah thank thank you cool this is fun thanks for listening to radio eight ball If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.